You're nothing but a dead head. And no body. <laughs> Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels and we do it in two parts. First, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with director, producer, writer. The guy does it all. Brian Usna, director of this week's sequel, Bride of Reanimator. And the fact that everything on his IMDb was so cool, like society and reanimator. But I love that he wrote the story for <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. What are the chance? Like, so crazy the way he came up with that. But, man, this is in our unique films. This is just as unique, but a, a lot more, I guess, okay to talk about than Toxic Avenger 4, oh. Citizen Toxie last week. But, uh. But yeah, before we dive into Bride of Reanimator, I've introduced you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm doing great, Doug. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Have you ever seen Reanimator have, or Bride of Reanimator? I have not. I ha- I've heard of both of them. Um, again, you know, at, at, when I was younger, I, I've, I've heard of them. Uh, I I thought they were way different than what I just watched. Um, I didn't expect what I watched, and. It's definitely one of those like I agree one of those unique movies that I don't think I've seen anything like this before. But I have so many questions. I mean, even with, I have a questions with the title alone. I have a questions. So uh, <laughs> you know, we'll get into that. But yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't put it with Toxic Avenger though. I mean, that movie. You know, oh no, I know that. I'm just saying, oh. just the the weird the I guess weirdness. But in this, they're like. I guess they're going for it in Toxic Avenger, but we'll get into all that. And we have a special guest joining us to discuss Bride of Reanimator. Shore, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on. This is uh, going to be a lot of fun. Have you have you ever seen this movie before, or is this the first time? So this was the first time I watched The Bride of Reanimator. I rewatched Reanimator yesterday, and it was, uh, I'll be honest, it was a little tough to get through. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it is unique in itself right so it's definitely got its own vibe you know i'm not gonna lie it took me about three different sit- uh sittings to watch it too i mean it took a while to get through as well i'm kind of sorry that i didn't see the first one because i have a feeling this is more of a continuation than a sequel well because- you are very wrong it's really not a continuation so we'll talk about the end of reanimator i rewatched it Yesterday, I was inspired. I saw Shar on Twitter post that she was watching it. So I was like, let me take a stab at it. Because I haven't seen that in years. I remember renting that as a kid. So the end of the movie, Barbara Crampton, the lovely Barbara Crampton, who does not age. The end of the movie, she gets choked by this one of the creatures that they make. She's dead. Dan Kane, Dr. Kane, injects the serum. And then the end. She was supposed to come back for this one. But she was already a big soap star by then, and her agent said, it is beneath you. <laughs> okay, but uh, is the cop from the first one? He was no. in the first one. So, yeah, oh. he no, you know what's weird? He, he aged so much in six years because the first one filmed 84, 85. Pr- principal photography for, for this one started in, like, 1989. So he okay. did age. So he got... 
he aged pretty bad. Like he ah. got big, he got old. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So he was in the first one, and the floating the head guy was was he in the first one? Yeah. The head, yeah, Doctor Hell. Okay. Okay. So he was in the first one, and these so so it is a it is a continuation. You know oh, how, really? how, the, how about the the weird zombie people in the in the in the hospital? They were in the first one. Yes. Okay. So when you say I'm wrong that this is not a continuation, you basically named every single character that was well, in the first movie. Well, what I'm saying is a continuation. I'm thinking you think end scene like Halloween four to five. He's still on the ground. That's what I thought you were talking about. But no, obviously the same characters. But the fact that Barbara Crampton, who is Meg, whose right. heart is throughout this movie, it's like she's not forgotten about, but. Sort no, of. I, I I just meant like watching this for the first time without seeing the first one. They were just all like they they kind of referenced the first movie a few times, and you know these characters. I I was kind of lost a few times. It was just, like it was just. I think it definitely would be better if you're going to see this movie. You got to see the first one first, just because it kind of leads. Um, well, we can pause it if you want to watch the movie right now. We could wait. No, that's all right. I, I, listen, if if if, it, if it's as tough to watch as this, this one, then no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll leave for an interesting discussion. Someone who doesn't know the first film to uh, oh, you'll, you'll get used to that. Who apparently didn't know the other character was <laughs> That's basically about me in every single horror movie we, we've reviewed. Oh. <laughs> Doug, we're gonna work you out today. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Can you believe that Jeffrey Coombs almost didn't come back for this one? He was filming a different movie, so it'd been really weird to see this movie with a different Doctor West because. He is so creepy and so good. Even Dan Kane, their chemistry is it's great. Oh, it, I, I, okay. I thought they were a couple at, at one point. Yes. Wow. Seems like okay. that for me as well. <laughs> okay. So there okay. is commentary from this one on the, the Blu-ray or DVD. I watched a clip of it, and it's them two watching their scenes. And they're talking about it. They're like, and somebody clipped them all together. So it was like two minutes of them. No. Okay. Oh, Our living room. Oh, Why yes. are we living together? Yeah. You just don't care. Uh, no, it's it's so unimportant at this point. He wants out. Dan wants out. Yeah, but I need you. Yeah. Oh, and, and put right. The, and put the cap back on the toothpaste. Where it's just roommates bickering. This is that's all this is. Create a new life. Look, 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 oh. look, look. This really borders on sexual for Herbert. Very much so. Look, at, I've just got to lure you into this thought. Oh, look, at no. you are buff, babe. Unbelievable. And he's like, see, I just want to move out. That's all I want to do. Well, that, I don't care about you taking the hand or the feet. That, that's, the move. Part that, that's the part that made me like, all right, well, he's living with him? I mean, yeah. so like, so like and, and they're in every scene together. I don't think they're separated at all throughout the whole movie. No. <laughs> that's okay. true. Okay. All right. So uh, let's just dive right in. You get the opening scene. You get Dr. Hill's floating head. Wes, you bastard. It's pretty freaky. How did he lose his head? Or how did he lose his body? It fell off. It just fell off? No. uh, Shar, you probably remember more than me. I skipped to the end because I didn't know. Was this from the first film? (laughs) From the first one, when he chops off Dr. Hill's head, I forgot when he does it, but I do remember a funny scene at the end when Dr. Hill's body is walking around carrying his head. Yeah, and there's that scene where um, 
Meg is on the table, right? And uh, yes, she's naked. And actually, this <laughs> I was I got a phone call at that point, and uh, I told someone what I was watching: the severed head about to eat out a, <clears throat> a naked chick, and they were like, "What the hell are Wait, you hold watching on, hold right on. now?" Wait, hold, hold hold on a second. You went way too fast with it. So that's in the first movie. Yeah, Doug, do you, you gotta wanna... watch it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you just sold me. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Uh, so so he loses his head i i can't quite remember i i must have looked away or i struggled to get through the first one i won't lie i really it it seems like it's a phenomenal concept but it's almost like they had this piece of paper right and all these ideas and then just threw a script together there's so much chaos um, it's there is a lot of, and that's what it is. There's a lot of like a lot of stuff going on. I'll tell you the one thing that I did. I was impressed with this movie. I think the special effects are very good in this movie. You know, um, the story and everything else, not so much because I really don't. I don't even know who the bad guy is in this movie. Oh, because I mean, yeah, I, I mean the head is he's he's only there at the end. Like I mean, like and he's not even like the bad. Like I, I, I almost think like Doctor West is the, is the bad guy. Would you say he's the bad guy or the bad guy? what's true it's not a joke it's a real thing when i said the special effects are really good everything but that (laughs) and these are like legendary special effects people like greg nicotero kmb effects group who tarantino always used in all of his movies screaming mad george who's a phenomenal special effects guy worked on nightmare 4 uh, the walking dead right yeah i think yeah. Okay. I loved when they um, were doing the like um, the skull removal in the first film. You, Jamie, saw. Yeah. But that was actually when it came to special effects. That was really, um, really well done with the fascia. They're tearing that and that sound. Impressive. And then the rest of the film kind of just clutters along. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we, me and Jamie, have seen this a bunch with these special effects movies. I think overall. I think there's something there, but it's more like, what can we do? Like, what can we do that's crazy? And this movie has so much along along the way when it comes to that. But, uh, yeah, so we have a lot of the special effects to talk about. And I'm, I'm going to assume PETA is probably not a fan of this movie. Ooh, yeah, no, that... I mean... That was sad. I was, I was very surprised at some of the scenes involving animals. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... <laughs> So the opening movie, you see the floating hand, then boom, cut to Peru. So they're in Peru, and then they have a little quick blurb, so everybody's filled in on what happened in the last eight months, which is good for people like Jamie that didn't see it. Did you pause to read it? I I did. I mean, it was a long story. I mean, i never seen a movie where they really... They basically did a whole summary of the first movie, you know, that you had to read. So yeah, I did read it, but yeah. It was like at Maximum Overdrive. When they had the huge like intro to the movie and they like, and it's like, who's going to sit and read this whole thing to figure it out. But it gives you some idea about like what was, what was happening. So you do know, but Dan Kane, didn't he look like he could be the dad and troll too? friend yes. of the podcast, George, Hardy's brother. Yes. Yes. I, you know, I, 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 but I, I was very confused in the beginning of this movie because after you, you read the whole synopsis, I thought they were in like in World War Two. I thought they were like I, I I didn't know what was going on because there was, I mean 
I'm assuming they were in World War II, but I, th- I I don't know if it was a flashback, but then it takes place in present day or like like what was going on with that whole scene in the beginning? Well, that was Peru, a civil war in Peru. They volunteered, I guess, to get away, which makes no sense. So they volunteered to get away from a this you know big like gruesome murder scene. They were the only two survivors, and then only just to go back eight months later. But it, it they made it look like they were getting bombed in World War Two. Like it looked yeah. like they were in a bunker. They looked like I mean it, I I. If you don't know what's going on, I was confused, and I thought, like, again, I, I don't know. I, I, I was very confused in that part. I um, I thought that they he went there also to get like supplies or materials for the reanimator serum. Is that? That's true. I read that. They only have it in Peru. The lizards. Maybe they are... were. Cut. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. How he's like dissecting Wait. the lizard later on in the film uh, is a links to the Peru aspect. So the serum it only comes from lizards. It's like part of the potion. Iguanas? Are they iguanas? Oh, I yeah. think they're iguanas. What the they pet are. store was out? Well, is a is a is it okay? Well, then you know we've done this with puppets and marionettes. Is a lizard or iguana? Are they the same thing? Well, they're in the same family. I don't. Yeah, they're in the same family. They hang out at barbecues, but they stay away. Okay, but I mean, but can you be an iguana and and not a lizard? It looks like you're recording like you're inside of an iguana right now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's weird. All right. <laughs> that was way too – I laughed way too hard. Though. But So this whole scene, you get like all the shooting and you see a very familiar face, which this was like right after summer school. Summer school is 88 or 87? I would – yeah, I would say like 87, 86, I think. But yeah. And Fabiana Udana, uh, Udinio, oh. I believe, Francesca in this movie. And whew. I know. Why is she there? <laughs> I Again, I this whole beginning scene, I feel like it was just like a, a quick filler before the credits. Yeah. Right? This is right before the credits, right? <sighs> yes, think, this is right before the credits. Okay. Yeah. So it was almost like, I mean, like, I, I, I didn't know what they were trying to do because she shouldn't have been there. You know, and it looks like they went back in time to do something. And then, so yeah, this whole, this whole scene did not make sense. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then he, the dramatic, I'm taking you home or what does he say? <laughs> he cuts. It's like, yeah. you know, West is really good at dragging bodies around. <laughs> the, like, the entire film, it's like, how does he get these corpses or bodies from here to there? And he's so scary. And no one, no one somehow stops him. No one. Ever. Sunglasses. No, sunglasses. It worked a weekend at Bernie's. Nobody cares. You wear su- put sunglasses on anything. They did it the one time. He, he everything else, he, he he grabs arms, legs. Where does he where does he keep them when he's walking out? He even cuts a head and puts it in an ice bucket. And the guy doesn't notice that there's no head. Or he was able to cut it out with the guy like almost right there. And do these body parts ever decompose? Well, that's what the serum does. It makes it so they don't decompose. No, I know that, but but he's they're already they they still look pretty fresh when he when he starts working on them. Yeah, I think that's just <laughs> <laughs> movie magic, right? <laughs> movie movies is magic. So then the then you have like everybody storming in, shooting the guns, and and then you have Dan get stabbed, and then for like a second, I'm like, whoa, is this guy gonna be like? I thought it, the whole movie was going to be revolved about around him, you know, getting reanimated or saved. But no, then we just cut to the credits, right? Then they just storm yeah. out. But one thing that's crazy is 
Not saying they would do a prequel to this movie, but like with Dr. West, like he's pretty good with a gun throughout this movie. Mm -hmm. Throughout the movie, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So maybe he has a military background. I don't think so. No. You don't think so? (laughs) So here's something for both of you to chew on. This was the sequel they came up with, but the first idea is even crazier, but I think it could be maybe better. So... The one idea was Dan Kane takes a job as a building superintendent so he can continue working on Meg's body at night. Then government agents find out where he is and they secret him away to the White House where he's reunited with Dr. West and they're instructed to reanimate the president of the United States. Who? (laughs) I would love to be in the room when someone delivered that excitedly. I want to know what other options they had that they came up with the one they used. Because if this is the best of all the options they had, they got to, they better fire the whole team. (laughs) I just think the fact if, if they wanted to get Francesca in the movie, I don't understand like why it had to be Peru. It could have been, I don't know. Maybe they wanted to, it's not like they shot on location. So it's not like they needed Peru as a backdrop. Like they wanted a vacation to put into the budget. It was just the tent. In someone's backyard or on the back lot, but but the the name of this movie is Bride of the Reanimator, correct? Yeah. Okay. So no, number one, Doctor West is the re, re, Reanimator, correct? Yes. So it's not really his bride, right? He's working on Kane's girlfriend, and she. Well, her heart, him. yeah. So the, the the name of the movie really doesn't fit at all. What's going on? And no one's getting married. That's a theme with sequels. Troll 2, okay. Only Goblins. Okay. Munchie. Right. Singular. The original movie is Munchies. <laughs> if they threw in Bride of the Assistant re- Reanimator, okay. <laughs> that would make more sense. <laughs> it couldn't fit on the marquee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jamie, who hasn't seen the first one, but he has the logic. I listen. That, that's all I'm good for is you know to break it down and you know get some logic involved. It, you might break barriers. You haven't seen the first one. We might make discoveries. <laughs> I'm all about improvement. Like it. So then we get. I love the intros to both these movies. The music. The music's awesome. You like feel that vibe of you're watching something like very like sci-fi, spooky, like throughout it. Reminded me of Psycho. Like a music and psycho. Yeah, it was, it was it was it was it was a good you know choice for music for this. Yeah, I might make it my ringtone for the rest of October. Honestly, <laughs> nice. You know what? There you go. Yeah, that could like guys could like that, or they could run. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know your your status, but I mean, if you're if you are single and you're going, you know, on a date, and all of a sudden that goes on, you might be chasing some people away. Well, I would be surprised if people knew it. Let's put it that way. I, I feel like the whole I got news to you. I'll be surprised if you're able to find it. Uh, well, <laughs> I, that's easy. That's yeah, that's it's, easy. Jamie, it's the internet. Come on. Oh, yeah. that's true. Okay, yeah. Listen, I can't find the Cannibal Run song in Apple. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. That is true. We'll get you so then, and I'll have you do the do-do-do-do-do, and I'll record your voice. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. All right, sorry, Doug. No, you're good. <laughs> so then after the credits, we cut to Mystic. How do you say the hospital? Mysticatonic? I, I, when I saw it, I thought it was Miscatatonic. That's oh. what I thought it was. 
it makes it? sense. I don't know. Have they, did they? I think they said it like two times or three times. I feel like every time I just didn't catch it. <laughs> I, just, I saw, when I saw the sign, oh, that's what I thought. But I mean, I could be wrong. But it sounds like it would go. Char, what do you think? Miskaton- miskatonic. I don't know. I I didn't okay. pay attention to be honest. <laughs> I like catatonic better. Yeah, we'll go with Jamie. <laughs> we'll go with that. So I did like that it's set in Arkham, Massachusetts. So like, I don't know if Batman's from Arkham, Massachusetts, or they were fans of Batman through an Arkham. You know, I I I didn't get that part until he said it later on, but. I thought it was just because they were at a psychiatric center, right? Oh, Wasn't that? And Arkham is a psychiatric center, so I didn't, I didn't get it that there was a town. I just thought they were. I thought he was joking, like what a Batman joke, because that is Batman's kind of thing. I'm gonna look that up after this. That's a. That's well, I don't know if it's a joke, but it's a. A log or something. Oh. <laughs> so then the fir- so then right from here, this is the first time that we see Gloria, Kathleen Kinmont, next week's guest. It's Dr. King, Dr. West, back from Peru, back from eight months after this, like, thing that they only them two survived, and everything's fine. Are they scientists or doctors? Like, what are they? Well, they're both doctors, but but I think West is, like, the crazy scientist. Yeah. So, he okay, so he's both a doctor and a scientist. Because, I mean, in his laboratory, he has all those different shaped test tubes, which all mad scientists have. Which yeah, I never, I never understood why they have to have like a squiggly test tube and all. Like, why can't they just have normal test tubes? Why does it have like the, the whole setup is always like weird, different you know shapes and funnels and tunnels and stuff. Maybe if you're evil, that's the one they sell you. So the cops know. <laughs> so they know the difference between a good scientist yeah. and a bad scientist. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's a bad guy. <laughs> so right from the get go, you know, Kane kind of like has something for Gloria right away, and then you have. As soon as she leaves her surgery, he looks at Dr. West and says, she's not an experiment. So, you know, right away, like, obviously, she's going to be the focal point of the movie. Or is she? See, I thought he was, like, dating her or something. The way he was talking to her, he was, like, very caring to her. He actually picked her up to put her on the gurney. Doctors don't do that. Usually, it takes about two or three nurses. I thought they were a couple as well. I was Yeah, but... They totally made it look like they were a couple. I'd fall in love. I, I talked to Kathleen for an hour and I was in love. Listen, they he, he throughout the movie he's got he, he's in love with the the corpse and Vlada Vagina, whatever her name is. What's her name? Yes, uh, Francesca. Yeah, Francesca. So he's in, he, he's hook like wants to hook up with both of them. So I'm not surprised if he's also hooking up with some of the patients. <laughs> There's sexual tension with Dan's character throughout the film. Every Every person he interacts with, you think he's in a relationship with, right? And and, and Doctor West, yeah, that's and the I old meant. nurse, yeah, and the old nurse with the red uh, like perm. Yes, yes. See, so he definitely is one of those creepy doctors. Creepy doctors. Yes. So one of my favorite jokes in the movie, besides in our intro, the no body was they only did it once, and I was really hoping it was a recurring joke. But when the cop introduces himself for the first time and Dr. Graves looks at his badge because he's like, I'm Lieutenant Chapman. And he goes, Leslie. (laughs) (laughs) They only did that one time. I thought that was pretty funny. You wanted them to do that more. I like that. I like that joke. I'm glad. (laughs) I'm with you. I, 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 I don't think we needed that joke more than once. Oh, twice. 
<laughs> front and back. Use it later on when he's like already what he becomes. <laughs> so then we have again right away he shows up. How does this happen? Like, how does this come to be like as a cop when he just walks in and he has the head on like butcher paper? <laughs> well, he got out of the carnival, didn't he? Well, yeah, they they filmed that scene. They cut that out. But this whole part, he looks so he's so normal about the whole thing. Like Ooh, that should the, the the cop or the the doctor? Dr. Graves. Well, both of them. He's walking oh. around with a head in a shopping bag, and then Doctor Graves looks at it like, "Oh my god, that's a guy I used to know." Yeah, but Graves has a serum, so I'm sure he's not the first time he's seen something like that. You know, the doctors. I mean, the cop's a different story, but I don't even know if he's really a cop. I don't know. Remember when I said it's like they had all these bullet points on a piece of paper? That's again where I'm like, I just went okay. Like it does. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's a. I found it. How <laughs> so? You're walking around outside a circus or something? <laughs> I don't. Well, know. I, I, you know, if you, it, based on all the creatures that we see in this movie, no one seems phased by anything. Right. I mean, I mean, we see a hand with an eyeball, and and they're not really oh, phased by that. So I, I mean, that. no, it's great. But I mean, no, I mean, if you saw that, listen, I, I get icky when I see a mouse. I mean, so if I see a hand with an eyeball, you know, uh, that kind of trumps a mouse, you know, and <laughs> they're, they're not phased by it at all. Yeah, there's so many odd scenes in this movie. I mean, I love a good satire, or I don't know, it's a horror comedy, but it's it's a comedy because it's like. So bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I'm trying to appreciate. I think, you know what? To be frank, I think I'd appreciate it the more I watch it, um, because of just how erratic it is. But trying to take it serious or download it at first in your brain, it, you have to accept it for the monster. It was. It became. Well, you, you know, you have to like. Okay, so look at it from my point. I, I had no clue what I was getting into. I mean, I really, I, I didn't see the trailer for this movie. I, I had no idea it was a comedy or, you know, I just remember the title as a kid. And I was thinking it was a horror movie. It's not really a horror movie. You know, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's as much of a horror as Saturday the 14th. It's just a little more gross. Yeah. No, th- no, that is true. And that's most of Brian used in his movies, like Society. You have those, those effects that are just... It's more art. It's not there to like gross you out. Maybe the blood going everywhere would make people, some people, you know, squeamish. Wait, you mean when the they're dissecting a bat and like everything's squirting all over the place? That's not, that's not gross. Oh, <laughs> poor plastic bat. Plastic bat. No, that was, was ravaged. Cool. I wrote that in my, my little notebook here. That, that scene was like. Uh, okay. That was savage until I saw the dog scene. I mean, so oh. that was, I've never seen a scene like that. I don't think ever in a movie. I mean, even in John Wick, they don't really show you kill the dog. This was, this was brutal. Yeah. No, it was. So then you have Dr. Graves just shows a cop within seconds. The the room. He's like, all oh, these are from eight months ago and they're not decaying. And it's like, would you just show, I guess he's a cop. So you want to show him all that. And then from there, they they talk about the how about the ballet dancer? So he tells this guy about the ballet dancer. He goes, she couldn't cut it, so she cut off her own feet. I'm like, holy sh! And he giggled about it, <laughs> like that was funny. <laughs> He's crazy too. Oh, they, yeah, they, I think everybody in the movie 
It's crazy. I mean, they are. But why are they keeping body parts in bags? Why haven't they got rid of it? Station. They had it like a police station does with like they did. They did like like it's evidence. But (laughs) what's the evidence? An arm? That's an evidence. Yeah. Like literally, they had they had every body part imaginable in that closet. Well, it was associated with that massacre, so they it it was like a little archive for whatever chaos occurred that day. I guess that's what I picked. And I love how they put like they it's like they crumpled up trash around like the studio and put it on top of everything. <laughs> well, the, the way the way they treat garbage in this movie, you know, throwing throwing an arm into the garbage pail, a head into the garbage pail, like they like you know, garbage is very you know, anything can be thrown in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I meant how they tried to age it. Like there was a like, dust on top of everything, and um, then the bo- the bags are open. It was yeah, it was odd. It was weird. What was his? Well, I, I just want to know what kind of benefit can having an arm from a massacre be? Like what? Literally, uh, or the, the heart? What are they keeping the heart for? Well, wasn't it because the tissue was staying active, and that was a curiosity or something? And- well, that's pr- yeah. That that's probably why. That, yeah, that's exactly why they were doing it. It was all from one one place. Like it was all from the massacre. Like yeah, people die every day. I'm sure that the guy you know they work in a morgue or whatever because the, the first body he shows with the sheet had no skin on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. When when a doctor when a cop, which I don't know why that body had no skin on him <laughs> when because he lifts the sheet up right away and shows the the cop or the cop looked right yeah. wasn't that there? Yeah. I don't know, but doesn't doesn't a uh, West sneak in right after, or am I missing a part, Doug? No, he already took it. He already took the feet because he asked the lieutenant asked where are the feet, and he goes, uh, "I don't know." No, no, they no, were no, misplaced. No, no, but he does he does sneak in after because that's when he no he sneaks in before that because he sees no oh, after because he sees the head. He makes he yeah. starts talking to the head. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He grabs the that's heart. the nobody. He, like, yeah. He like yes. literally like like uh, butterfingers the heart and puts it in his pocket. Like <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I mean. Like, he walks out with feet, legs, arms. Where's he keeping it all? His jacket. He's got a special jacket. He, but he's sewn some. He's like Inspector Gadget, and he just fits everything in. Because even one part. Oh, with the feet. When he take. When you see him take the feet too, he just slips them into his jacket. Like nobody would see that. <laughs> feet are pretty big. They are. He's just walking around. Well, when we see the feet later on, I thought they were they were a guy's feet. Because when they showed the other yeah. side, they looked huge. Right. Well, and I'm then you see they were. Well, no, because they had painted nails on when they sewed the other angle. <laughs> the nails were painted. Well, for a ballet, a ballet dancer wouldn't have size 15. No, they shoes. wouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So what do you what do you both think when it comes to that room, that access to that room? Obviously, Dr. You know, West is a doctor. There is keys for everything. Did you notice like ever anyone can go in that room? Because even Ernest, the... You know, the oh. tropey, creepy yep. guy who's ready to go to the disco. I don't know what he's doing. He randomly just, he has access to every room. Yeah, I I don't think there's locks on any door. 
They, There's they, no and everything seems like, you know, again, a lot of the stuff should be locked up. I mean, if you are keeping these these body parts for a reason, why would you have a, a janitor that can get access to it? You know, maybe the beauty of our age, maybe it really was unlocked. Like everything was unlocked. That's true. I, don't know. I mean, everyone, you hear the, you know, everyone say 9-11 airport security actually became a thing. You're, after that. you're right. But I, when was this made? 80s or 90s? I think this was 80s. released in 90s. And the 80s. In- okay. So it was yeah. 80s. Everybody's more free back then. But, but yeah, you're right. I mean, this room, even uh, later on in the film. Yeah, there, there's so many things where it's just like full access. Um, <laughs> you just come on in. Anybody wants to take a hand or. Uh, Jamie, yeah. this, this movie's just top Oscars <laughs> material. <laughs> So then we got Dr. Kane, which he should be used to Dr. West just taking body parts. Like, why is he so pissed when he comes home to this crematorium house that's attached to a cemetery? Why is he so shocked that he sees feet? Was was he, was Dr. West the reason why there was a massacre in the first movie? Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's why. No, he yeah. should know that. No, he should be used to it. He was like yeah, pissed. He's he like, oh, I'm not again. He's happy about it. Well, I think because they, I mean, what we said, a theory was that they escaped because of that whole thing. So he's almost recreating the initial problem that they had to run away from. But I don't know. Maybe, you know what? West seems like a druggie to me because he gets excited. <laughs> he puts like anything and everything together. I, there's a scene <laughs> later on in the film where it's like he's fiending to, to, use this you know reanimator on anything uh well so maybe he relapsed and that's i think <laughs> i think it's part of his his god complex like he wants to be like a god you know he's creating life when because i mean he obviously knows the serum works so why does he keep testing it on different body parts and creating these monsters yeah because he can exactly and and to the saddest part of the movie where pita is going to get upset and <laughs> the the fact that this iguana Oh. Like survived the trip back from Peru. Couldn't he? T- why did it have to be an iguana that he like sort of like chloroformed it in Wait, order to be iguana? So what, what animal would you prefer? <laughs> Which one would I want dead? <laughs> Welcome to which animal would you want to see die on film? Uh, I don't know. I don't well, know. I mean, listen, in the fly too, they use a dog. No, you know, I, I mean, so I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure but, they say that the the component of the iguana, I can't remember what part they they extract, is the like life source of the reanimator. So he adds it to all those other chemicals that they list afterward. But it's that one particular uh, extraction that makes the reanimator. So that that was my take from it. Yeah, right, so and it's green, more- and it's green. Okay, so let me ask you then: How do they find that out? Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Would they go through a fifteen thousand animals until they found the iguana, and they're like, you know what? Now this is what we've been looking for all this time. Doug, do, do they explain that in the first film? Did I miss that uh, the the discovery? I think thing? I missed it too. I think I missed it. Too. Oh my God! Or they really? just don't explain it, and they just throw it in there. This is yeah. I'm gonna have to rewatch these. And then Oof. the sad thing is, I don't know if I watched. <laughs> but I, I will say, uh, Holmes I, though his his acting is worth it for sure. Adding a cherry on top. <laughs> I think, sure. I think this goes with your bullet points because, again, there's so many of these things that they just had to 
they had to get to that point. I was even thinking about Dr. Graves' name. Mm-hmm. Graves. Like, they probably just wrote that down. Hey, cemetery. Oh, let's throw Graves in the movie. <laughs> like, there's probably just these little things that we don't get. Like, so then the, we were already talking about the great effects in this movie, but the fingers, when he like unveils the fingers and the eyeball like a magic trick, he like puts them together real quick and then like just puts the, the reanimator like serum on them and they start walking. So does it only work on body parts? Like if he if dripped a little on a, on a desk, would the desk walk around? No. <laughs> okay. No. All right. All right. Just wanted to know. <laughs> I think it needs like living tissue. Yes. Well, how long does tissue live for when, when the, the body part is separate, when the parts of the body are separated from the body? Well, not long. A few days, I think. But but the fact is that I think it was once living. I mean, who knows? Again, this is a atrocity. <laughs> Listen, I thought you were a professional. You saw the first one, so I figured you'd have all the answers. <sighs> well, when they both, when they litter, it's almost like they threw spaghetti on the wall and then said it's perfect. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what they did. That is, you know, you know, I, I think they were trying to disguise the loopholes with all the special effects. Because again, the hand with the the eyeball, I thought there was gonna that was gonna be a player a bigger role. No, it lasts like one scene and then it's uh, then he's gone. What a way to go. He gets squished. I love. I, it was funny. Like the comedic part of it was like Dan, like leaning over the cop, and the cop, like, "Hey, what's this guy doing so close to me?" But see, I was waiting for like the hand to like grab the cop by the shoulder, and then the other doctor grabbed his hand real quick and pretended like it's like him. Like you know, Ooh. like they could have went so much more with that. But then the doctor steps on it, but doesn't notice he steps on a hand. No, he throws yeah. the book on it. No, he drops the book that he's oh, reading. I heard- Oh, that's it? I thought he stepped on No, he's reading some book uh, just sitting on the table. He grabs it. The lieutenant grabs it. And then he drops it down when he's getting ready to leave. So how heavy is a book that's going to crush a hand? Oh, I know. The thing was obliterated. Green <laughs> ooze everywhere. <laughs> and then just before this is when we have Dr. West. He basically bring He explains like basically the whole movie uh, to the audience and to Dan, and to Dan that... Hey, I'm going to do this because look, and he shows Meg's heart. And then right away, Dan's like, okay. He was like in right away. What? So this is his girlfriend from the first movie. Yeah. Like, I think they were fiance. I think they were engaged. Oh, I think okay. So. All right. So it wasn't like he, like he worked with her and he did, then he just met her. And then like, now he's just in love with her and it's only the heart, right? So the body's not even there. But what's confusing is at the end of the first film, it shows Dan like reanimating her, right? He has he injects yeah. her, does he not? So he does, yeah, right in the neck. Well, it's funny when he injects her; he's way off left of the neck, so it's not <laughs> even close to her. And then it just end scene, fade to black, and and that's it. So do they address the fact that she's not in this movie? Well, it's her. Yeah, she's dead. They they, they claim she's dead. Well, she was dead in the first movie, right? But then yeah. reanimated, supposedly. It ends with her supposedly being reanimated. But then they don't discuss like where her body went. No, no. Okay, it's uh, right. come on. <laughs> what do you think? What are you expecting by now? Um, the first movie is as logical as the second movie. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. So this would be confused twice. But okay. you know what? Less though is a manipulative, manipulative, manip. Oh my god, he manipulates Dan the entire time with like, like, kind of dangling this carrot. Oh but- yeah. Oh, like Meg, remember her? Yep. There's her heart, and and uh, he instantly becomes like 
pussy whipped to do whatever yep. West wants. Oh. Um, it's sad though. Th- there's definitely sexual tension because he also doesn't he somehow see him in the the Italian chick have sex. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, and and he walks by like he looks like he's upset, like he's hurt. I think he's supposed to be homos. Okay, you guys might know more about this lore, but is he like a homosexual? Like, there's like that homosexual tension of the eighties. Well, there is a lot of that in the eighties movies. Yeah, Freddy's yeah. Dead Part Two. They put that in a lot of the horror movies. It's, Top Gun. Yeah, I feel like it shows. Top Gun, uh, the gay- gayest movie of all time. <laughs> if it shows like a jealousy, like he's um he's territorial over uh over Kane's character, um. And he's like watching him, right? He's like this mother. It's almost like psycho, like the mother mother complex. Anyway, but but somehow Kane always falls for it, though. Like he, he comes across like he's a smart doctor, you know, he cares for his patients, but he always falls for West's antics because he likes attention, probably. <laughs> West, I, think I mean, West are. obsesses over West obsesses over Dan, so I don't. Yeah, know. he does. I'm 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 <laughs> tapping into the male ego here. <laughs> Oh, Wes definitely has the male ego. That's that's for sure. And I think because he's like, I did this for you, which is really nice doing it for you. He's doing it for him. Of course. But in the, to get Dan strung along, he's like, we're going to use Meg's heart. It's going to be for you. And then it's right at the end. He gets jealous that the bride isn't for him. So it's kind of confusing. It's like this weird cycle that he's in. Mm-hmm. Well, not for nothing. After you see the bride... Why would he even want her? <laughs> well, he was saying how beautiful she was. And I'm like, oh, okay, buddy. Uh, see, I, I expected, like, for them to all get excited about trying to fix this this woman, I thought, like, you know, somehow the serum will make her a woman. No, she looked like a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's right. how they, like, came to choose her. So, like, for the role, like, and it was pretty cool. Like, one of the things that Kathleen talked about and – here is well here's brian talking about it it's pretty cool uh and when she's being rejected by by dan (laughs) i mean it's very emotional to me you know so actually after that movie when i finally when it was over i thought you know i should have done more she should have had a bigger part in the movie you know because she's the best character of everybody. She's the one that gets my attention. And she's got such a, she just shows up at the beginning and the end. And so that's a little bit why Return of Living Dead 3, I took that character and made the whole movie. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what he did with that. But just before that, he talks about like, he needed the, the size and Kathleen model beautiful actress super tall and one thing she said that was pretty cool she was like for her to get this role it was like you don't see uh a beautiful actress like play a role like that like putting all the makeup on and yeah it looks gruesome everything that's on that body is just hideous and she looks so uncomfortable yeah oh she does look it's got to be uncomfortable you know i mean uh no that's I wish they would have made, they would have sped it up and brought her in earlier on. It was kind of a loss to go through all the bullet points that they just entertained. 
No, you know what? They they the whole movie is based on building her, and they build her, and she's alive for what five minutes? Yeah, like, yeah. like it's like like so it was like again the 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 plot of the movie lasted. I mean, the what the, their goal lasted five minutes. They could like, have yeah. gotten rid of the Italian Peruvian chick. Whoa, then, whoa, whoa, whoa! Or had whoa. her? Well, they could have had her in maybe a, a quarter the amount they did because what. You know, I don't, I don't know how Doug wants to do this, but they, they pull her back, and then all of a sudden she shows up to like give him a gift or something at work the next day. Weird, I know. It just seemed she that character seemed like a big fill-in. Um, I would, it, oh, I would def- definitely was a fill-in. They could have reversed the amount of screen time for those two actresses. That that's my point. Yeah, well, you know, you know, honestly, I mean, I mean, I'm glad they had her in there, you know, for obviously reasons, but at the same time, she really didn't have to because. He, he like he wanted his ex girlfriend back. You know he wanted the whole heart situation. So why is he even dating this other girl when he's waiting for the 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 reanimation of his girlfriend? Weird. So that made no sense. So they really, I mean, and technically they didn't need her in the movie at all. No, like hundred no percent. And then that's like what I said to Brian right after, that, and then we'll get back into it. But I was like, because he were, he had a regret when I mentioned, oh, I talked to Kathleen last week. He was like, "Oh, what did he, she, he, you know, she have to say about working with me?" And I told her, like, I told him exactly what she said. But after that clip, I was like, "Maybe it's like Jaws. Maybe if you saw her too much, it wouldn't have had the same effect." But who knows? Yeah, no, I know. It, it's, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. But you know what I do know? Doctor Graves now thinks that he can be Doctor West. He's in that room and. This is when he finds the dead bat, which you mentioned already a few times. But the the fact that he is using the green stuff, does he know? Dr. Graves was not in the first movie, right? So then, so then where did he get it from? Oh, no, he found it in the room. It was in that room. He found that green bottle and he looked at it and he was kind of like surprised. Like, Char, do you remember Dr. Graves in the first one? No. And to be frank, I wrote down where did graves get the serum <laughs> and that's what pivoted my thought of oh you know wes is almost like a little drug addict he like leaves his stuff around he has it everywhere he has, he can open a drawer it's there it's like it's this it's this uh it's this thing he's obsessed with that he like hid and and i don't know it seemed it seemed again like a bullet point answer of okay yeah It'll you be know, laying around. And it was a substantial amount, too. It was. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I think you're right because he does seem like he's coked up the whole movie. Sure. He seems like... You know, he, his, his energy level and everything else, like, you know, his, his, he's always like... In a, almost always seems like he's in a rush. And he's always... Yeah, you know what? He might be. He's in adrenaline mode. Yeah. And I think, I think Char is so right in the fact that if he gets other people to see it, They'll get that God complex. So they'll be like, okay with it. So if they got into a part in this movie that like Dr. Graves noticed something that Dr. Ruffs is doing, maybe he would like put it aside or brush it under the rug because he's like, you know, see, I would think that if he knew he would kill him. Like I, I I, I could see Wes, you know, if he found that the Graves had it and was using it, he's he's such a nut job that I think he would have killed Graves. Well, Doug, you know, Uh, Graves puts it under the microscope and looks at it and he gets that same face, that reaction that Hill had in the first film. Sorry, Jamie. 
But when uh, Hill, <laughs> yeah. the bat-headed man, discovers the reanimator and he looks in the microscope, there's this like, aha, this this you know like, un like this mystery's been solved, and then instantly something bad happens to them. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Anywho, <laughs> no, but it happens here too because right after he gets that, you're right. Then he like pumps it into the dead bat. The bat starts flying around. He catches it and then he slices off its wings. But this was not a real bat. Okay, no, but yeah. Why wouldn't they kill the bat first and then slice the wings off? Well, it took the wings of the the flight aspect out of it. I mean, I don't know. But, but they had it looked like they had the bat pinned down. Like it was like pins in them, like nails in them, holding them on the board and then cutting him while he's alive. What are you going to do? Put paperweights on him? Put like your coffee mug or your lunch? How about, how about killing the bat first so he doesn't suffer as you're cutting his arms off? Can you kill it though? Like if you cut the head off, does it still stay alive? That again. Oh, I... probably not, right? It's reanimated. <sighs> oh, you took him out after it's reanimated? This yeah. was a reanimated Would it really bat. die? See that? Okay, so that's a good question. So that's something that's reanimated. If you, if you cut like... The arm off is the arm still moving around? Like is our body parts still moving around? Or do they have to all depending on what they originally attached to? Hmm. Now, these are questions we're not gonna know. Does it have to work like a normal body? <laughs> I would love to hear a listener like yelling at us right now. Like, Did you guys really not pay attention to this one? You'll, you guys you didn't read HP Lovecraft, you nerds. We had that for one of our movies. Someone right what like Said oh we were yeah, so a few off, of them. Yeah, yeah, we're all so off base on what we're saying. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, if anyone is listening to this and they are like dudes, come on, tell me everything, fill me in. Um, be harsh. I don't care. Uh, oh, it helps me. You know what? Well. <laughs> I, I enjoy getting like feedback of the truth of you know. Yes. Again, I, I I'm up. This is all speculation for for the most part. For especially, I mean. I, I don't, I've never seen the first movie. So, you know, when someone can cor- correct me, by all means, correct away. I Go for it. it. Yep. <laughs> so then we talked about a lot of these scenes. We talked about Ernest, the Morgan employee. He has that outfit looking like he's going to the club. And he's easily convinced to, uh, hey, uh, Ernest, yeah, they need you upstairs. And in seconds, Kane and Wes take the body with the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And the fact that everyone outside sees the sunglasses the because the dog francesca's dog that she brought from peru what is it with peru animals that get killed in this movie that that well the fact that she brings the dog i first of all i felt like they they he she just met him what in peru for the first time it seemed like that yeah right and then so like they go on a date and she brings a dog right to his house who does that i thought the same thing <laughs> it's weird it's odd. a psycho <laughs> And this really? I know this is our first date. This is my son, Tim. Yeah. Why was, like, you know, the blood on his feet and, like, the dog, you know, they made it very clear that he's, like, insecure about the blood on his shoes and the dog doesn't bring any attention to it. I didn't realize the dog was even on the date until the dog gets murdered. I was like, when did the dog <laughs> Oh, you didn't see the dog walk in with her? I didn't pay. No, I, I think I was thinking. He said, you look great. So I was looking at her, to be honest. And... And uh, then the dog's there, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess I missed the dog." But um, but they made such a pivotal, you know, like pay attention to his shoes, and then nothing came of that. She didn't point them out. 
Um, yeah. We already knew what he was up to. I thought that was, again, a waste of... I hate to be mean. I want to love this film. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I just... <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just can't love. You just can't. It's not in my nature to bash, but, um, you know, before we recorded, I told you my heart, so. Well, you know, I I don't think, I don't look at it as bashing, um, because, I mean, there have been very few movies that we really bashed. I just think it's just asking a lot of questions that are just don't have answers. Yeah. Who would have thought you make a movie and... You make a movie in 1991, 90, this came out, and you have people, you know, 21 years later breaking it down. And then, again, they got a movie made. They're they're yeah. a lot better than, you oh, know, I Yeah, the three of us putting this together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if we had this podcast when this movie came out, we wouldn't be having the same questions. You know, um, we'd be looking at it in a whole different way. You know, but I guess with technology and how movies have changed since then, you know, it kind of changes yeah. your perspective on how you watch movies. You're that's very astute of you, Jamie. Because yeah, if we were much. reviewing Thank this twenty, however many years ago, we would be. Oh, blown thirty-one away. years later, I can't even do math. Yeah, thirty years. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, <laughs> we sound arrogant. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so one part that I that I don't know if I, I want to say I enjoyed it, but how crazy. Again, Dr. Graves seemed very okay with the body part room and all that stuff, right? He seemed like he was totally, like, fine with it. Bat flying, he did get freaked out a little bit. Then he's like, oh, let me use this green stuff on Dr. Hill's head. And, dude, Dr. Hill is crazy. Because, dude, when he comes back and he starts talking to him, I love the line that he says to him. I saw your, what was it, Austria or Auschwitz or some city? He's like, I saw your dissertation. He's like, oh, yeah? And he's like, and I thought it was the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I love that. He said he saw him yeah. at a conference in Zurich, which is something yes. I literally participated in. And I was like, that's the meanest thing you can ever say to your colleague. <laughs> that's pretty much like, oh, I've seen you on Twitter. I've seen your podcast. You, you suck. <laughs> um, it was mean. <laughs> why, why, does, why, why does he have his his mind all together yet the other one the, the 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 cop walks around like a zombie and talks like a zombie like why did why is he so intellectual reincarnated whatever or you know Animated. reanimated but some like the bride it almost talks like it barely talks like or the people at the at the hospital that are re, like weren't they also part of the hmm yeah, I, I have a theory have oh okay a sure no Doug, I'm a guest. Okay, I was going to say from that special chloroform stuff that like makes you just have a heart attack. Like those other people died of, I guess, different Ill- illnesses. But that guy dies. The, the lieutenant, we can talk about it now. He goes to the house. Doctor, he like breaks into the house. He's like sitting in the living room, which is super sketchy to just yes. do that. Like That's why I said he's not, a, he's not a cop. So. So I I think it's because he died and then it was immediately reanimated. Like the, yes. the time frame was what a minute. Where yeah, I not even. Know, it was so fast. The, I don't know if the other ones were that fast or not, though. Uh, yeah, but wouldn't it be the opposite? Like I would think that if you're if you die right away, your your mind's still kind of there. But if you're dead for you know a, a, a few weeks, that you're like more zombie like. But that's why I think so. The lieutenant got murdered and then was immediately reanimated 
then with the the bride who was acting yeah like she really was a, a homage to what frankenstein's bride oh, um, oh yeah yeah she she yeah she was going for that but uh but she was made of random body parts where this guy was one unit what you revive him a, a couple minutes later it wasn't even hours so maybe yeah. he still had function like his his cell his cellular function wasn't as um decrepit i don't know yeah but then what about the head the head yeah because the head was <laughs> yeah, i mean head was... <laughs> i mean he he talked like he was a professor jb i love it because you're asking the real <laughs> questions <laughs> the plot hole you found one plot oh hole. yeah yeah one plot hole. <laughs> so, <laughs> i have to ask doug did you interview and pardon me i don't i don't have his name written down who, the gentleman we just had the clip of did you interview him privately? Privately? Well, yeah. was Jamie well, going to be like, dude, uh, what were you doing? No, no. Jamie was not there. <laughs> That's what I meant. Jamie would ask yeah. the real tough question. <laughs> the camera pants to the right. Jamie's sitting under like a street lamp and he's like a detective. <laughs> and he's like, so tell me the truth. What's going on with this lieutenant? Why is he like a zombie? But Dr. Hill yes. is speaking like a professor still. What's the deal with that? You'd be doing like Seinfeld bits. Dude, <laughs> Something yeah. tells me that the interview wouldn't last long. All right, dog, you know, I got to go. You know, that's it. No, you would probably, I actually listened to an interview with that gentleman and uh, he's really passionate and he seems like a sweetheart. I'm sure you enjoyed talking to him, but you probably would have gotten it. a 20 minute answer that never answered <laughs> your question. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say that interview longest one ever so far that is, that is awesome. two hours and 15 minutes but uh we just mentioned we went ahead a little bit when it came to the lieutenant to break that down for jamie what the zombie rules aren't really in this movie <laughs> <laughs> but one line that i did love by dr west was right after francesca came up and said how about i cook you dinner and then why wouldn't then he'd be like no, my house is like a shit show. Don't come here. He's like, sure, fine. And I love his line. He like says it like out of the side of his mouth. Don't let the little head rule the big head, Dan. Yeah. That was funny. But yeah, you know, you're right. Why? He's going on a date with her. Why would he bring her to his house? Knowing that he's got creepy West there and, you know, the whole secret lab. Like, how about go to a restaurant? She didn't want to. She said, I have to well, you know why? You can't bring a dog to a restaurant. <laughs> that's true pet friendly wasn't a thing in 1990 so how how about the next part the lieutenant sees them talk obviously they're gonna have dinner so they know each other within seconds this freaking guy's like oh i want to go interview you and he doesn't know much about her but he brings her up to the floor where all these crazy people that survived the first movie are at yeah, I mean, I, I questioned that right away. He he brought her in areas where no civilian should be allowed. First of all, he's very creepy with her because a lot of times throughout the movie, when he's grabbing her, he's grabbing some areas when he's as he's grabbing her throughout, throughout the whole movie. Creep. <laughs> yeah. Well, we find out what he really is. He is a, a wife beater. He's not a good guy. Like, he's not anything so that's good. Yeah, he's a creep. Did it, creep. did you guys not jump at all, Jamie? And you don't, you wouldn't admit it. I kind of jumped. I didn't. Whoa, whoa, think... whoa, 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 whoa! Why wouldn't I admit it? You wouldn't admit it if you jumped. Um, I would admit it, and I did jump. Oh, you did. That? Okay, okay. <laughs> I want an apology. 
Oh, I'm sorry. But I didn't think they were in that room. I what know. the balls on this guy to bring her into the room. When I saw like the reach and she started to fall, I'm like, how the hell did this happen? Aren't they on the other side of that glass? And that's the reason why he should not be bringing civilians that's in That's true. I mean, she yeah. almost died. I, You know, why are those guys always like throwing up? They're walking and throw up the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. And they constantly look like they're ready to throw up more. Like the whole throughout the rest of the movie. Maybe that's a part of being a zombie. You eat bad sushi or something. The whole movie. Like... Shh. Oh, the zombie. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He drags her around. And yeah, it's a it's a weird scene. The scene is, is laid out very sloppy. Um, he's like, hey, I just met you. I don't like your boyfriend. Let me show you why. Let Here's me almost get you killed. Thing that's going to attack yeah. you. That's never <laughs> happened. And she's just like. Okay, maybe maybe they're trying to say European women don't know better. I don't know if it's an insult. To, like, it, it's oh, so weird. What were you trying to prove by showing them to her, though? My wife. This was my wife, and your boyfriend did this to her. She's like, oh, okay. I mean, that's how I took it. Like, wouldn't she have said, "I don't even know this guy. I met him for a second in a medic tent." And maybe if they, maybe they must have cut a scene out. Because they should have a little bit. I know that was the perfect segue to the intro mm-hmm. credits, but shouldn't they have something like him, her nursing him back to health or something? Yeah. You at that point, because we knew her, because she's in a ton of other things. Even if we saw this in the theaters in '90, we'd be like, "Oh, that's the the chick from summer school." We'd have been like, "She has a bigger part." But if not, I would have thought she's just someone that stumbled upon this tent. What's her occupation? She's a she was a missionary or something, I, I think. Uh, that again, sounds I, right. I read this. I had to read like the summary of the film because I was so confused <laughs> before it came on. So she's like an Italian in Peru. So that's why she goes from being Italian and Peruvian. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Uh, so that's how they explained it. Yes. Okay, so she's a missionary. I'm guessing. Someone on listening to this can scold us if we're wrong. Well, speaking of missionary, foreshadowing, because she says, I'm going to cook my my dinner for you. Where's your kitchen? Which this kitchen has to be disgusting. I don't see them ever eating or cooking together. Or cleaning cleaning what they use. Oh, exactly. And how did Dan forget that she was coming? He was like shocked that the doorbell rang. And anyway, she's doing the sauce and she goes, this is my special sauce. They both lick the spoon. They make out. Cut to them naked and better having sex. Right? That moved pretty quick. (laughs) You know what? I think they wanted to kind of get to the meat that they were going to have it, have it, do it. Uh, Well, you know what it is? It's it's, it's sort of an 80s movie. And, you know, according to the rule, we haven't seen any boobs yet. So that was kind of the first boob shot almost. Mm. Well, no, it was. Okay. Well, you don't really see the whole thing. It was more. It was more side boob. It was side boob. Side boob. You never see your nipple. Yeah, but correct. But, but I will say, I thought it was, it was uh, erotic because West West kept looking up, like <laughs> curiosity, right? And uh, the little like what is it voyeurism in him was. Oh very, yeah. Very, very apparent. Were they in an open bedroom? Like, or were they just doing it like in a living room? Because I mean, well, it's not a real house. It's not a real house. It's huh? not a real house. It's a mortuary. So I, I think they have just beds thrown around anywhere. Wait, it's not a real house. Isn't that where they live? 
it's a mortuary. It's it's not built to be a house. Maybe there's little offices, but I don't think there's full bedrooms in a mortuary. Well, but they live there. Let's backpedal a little bit because while they're hooking up, so they have dinner, they make dinner, they have sex, or they're making out. But then it goes to um, West working on a foot, right? And he's tickling this foot, taunting it. Okay, yeah, okay. And then he looks over and he sees this man's arm and decides to put this beautiful, like, leg and then stick like a rod. What is it? He sticks like a, a, like a, a hanger in, in it and connects the two and then just pours sloppily, to be honest, like just dumps all this reanimator on it and has this weird feminine female contraction con- contraption and then it attacks him, right? <laughs> I can't believe we missed that part because yeah, I you know, I had I did have a question about that. So yes, so he's tickling this dead foot of a I'm a, I'm a it was a pretty again. It was a pretty big foot. How gross is that? So it was the girl's foot, though. That was him being a little ten, ten, what titillizing to. It, yeah, I, I get. I mean, like he doesn't it's get a, any, it's a, Jamie. It's a, he doesn't get any. We know. What this <laughs> okay. Anyway, if that's the case, then why didn't he like attach a breast to the foot? Because I think That'd he's be weird. I think. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, that would be weird, but a hand and foot together is not weird. Or eyes and, and fingers are not weird at all. But a breast and foot, forget about it. That's really weird. <laughs> now, is this before or after he was peeping on? Before. Before. Okay, good. Because it would have been like, you know, if he was like, he peeped and then he goes, oh, that's it. I'm going to go get my rocks off. And he goes downstairs <laughs> and then he does his tickling eyes on. It would be funny if he used a feather maybe. Yeah, true. See, they needed to do 30 years ago. What were you doing? <laughs> I was using but, a feather. But no, yeah, he, uh, I mean, I feel like he, you got that he was interested in what they were, that they were having sex. He knew they were having sex and then decides to make a monster and then throws it in the trash. Uh, maybe then, he never, maybe he's never seen sex before and he's, he was amazed at what they were doing. But he goes, up, but they don't show him go upstairs. It's just that he is upstairs and staring in their room. <laughs> that's, that's just... Well, that's what I mean. So, like, are they just in the out in the open, knowing that you know Ken or whatever his name is knows that Wes is there? Dan. He's do it right in the open like that. Oh, I think Dan likes attention. I think Dan's oh. character likes to be adored and fantasized. I mean, everyone Ooh. he is, he's the character in the film that wants everyone to. Not wants everyone, but is adored by everyone, and everyone wants him. He's McDreamy. Yes, everything he knows about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. McDreamy. Okay. So he's That's like, yeah, hunky, he's I like, pretty much. I know you want to be in here, West. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and then after he's watching, then that's when we talked about. He goes downstairs from that after he's like, maybe getting aroused, maybe upset. He sees the lieutenant, and then that whole scene we talked about where he gets reanimated. Well, the, the, the lieutenant, who supposedly is a cop, bullies his way down without a warrant oh. to go in, and, and Wes is trying to stop him. Like three or four times because he yeah. blocks the door to go yeah. down. Yeah. He somehow runs past him down the stairs like a little yeah. kid r- trying to race his brother. Yeah. And he does it there. And then he says, I wouldn't open that door. The door is open. There, there was no like the lock was not locked. So all you do is like put, pick it up, and then the fight ensues. He uses that chloroform that we mentioned, and then he re- reanimated right away. But why would they reanimate him right away? I don't understand that. 
Well, because like, he said, I guess, so he was missing, so they, he could walk, I think they said he could walk away from here or something like that if they reanimate him. No, I guess that makes sense because I'm sure he tells other cops if he's still really a cop. Right. Maybe he's not a cop anymore, but they know that he's on the tail of these two and investigating it. Right. But I don't know, if maybe like bury the body somewhere, move the car. No, let's just send him back as a zombie walking. But, in the but he acts like a zombie, yet he's smart enough to put a, lo- a padlock on the door. Right. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I think it. I think that logic has to do with how quickly they reanimated them. But again, you pointed out the Hill guy, the Doctor Hill, who's the bat head, and he's just as just as aware. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's. Now, it is so Francesca's alone upstairs at this time because Dan runs downstairs and the lieutenant busts through and then, like you said, locks him in there. And then it's just Francesca, like, Dan, Dan. And you just have this lieutenant sitting there on the couch, like, right, like in pain. Just like, and she's like, Are you okay? First of all, I wouldn't approach him, but what a way the dog. Oh, wait, wait, wait. does he lose his arm yet? He lost his arm already. He already like, has half. Yeah, macheted okay, off. Yeah, okay. downstairs. Yeah. Okay. But, dude, the dog was oh. just one of the greatest good. effects I think I've seen. It was, but it was brutal to watch. Like, I mean, like you don't, you know, you, you don't see things. I mean, yes, you see someone kicking a dog or whatever, but like this was like he was swinging that dog around so hard that his his paw popped off. This. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah, that was a, that was a Ted scene, but um, I'm not gonna lie, I appreciated it. I did think Peta right away, but uh, <laughs> but but her reaction was a little lackluster. Like she, she's just like, oh no, <laughs> like just I, I don't know. I I would be I would be calling the cops. I'd be. Well, he was a cop. <laughs> <laughs> you call the number. You're like nine one one, and it rings in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> No, but yeah, she didn't have that emotion. She yeah. cared more. Again, Dan put her in this situation. Well, really, she put her. She knew how weird they were. She walked into that medic tent, saw Doctor Watch shoot a guy in yeah. the head, and she thinks, "Oh, this is fine to spend a night in this house." So, yeah, she had no emotion towards that dog dying at all. Her emotions in a movie are up and down when it comes to to Dan. Yes. Like you know, she thinks he's creepy, but then she she wants to date him. And then she he's creepy again, but she like she like she's so full of like up and downs with him that I don't think she realizes what's going on. One hundred percent. No, there's a point that she's so pissed at him. You're thinking that she's gonna do yeah. something for him. Yeah. And no, she's in love with him. Yeah. Well, he is hunky. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love but, him. I love you. Know. Is this when like so they break up at that scene, right? Because the, the dog gets killed then. I don't know, Doug. Were you going to say that they he puts the hand on the dog? Yeah, oh, I love that's, that. That's, that's when they break up. When she sees the hand on the dog, yes. <laughs> she reaches down to pet her dog because oh. she sees that her dog's like missing. Or I think she actually notices Doctor West like holding it. Oh yeah, he's holding it. So what, what? I think she was crying in Dan's arms, and West saw the dog, grabbed the dog, ran downstairs, yeah. attached the hand to it while she was still being consoled by Dan. Well, we didn't know about the hand. All we heard was, arf, arf, and she right, was no, no, like. But, well, you, I, I think you saw the hand down there, right? Or no? Oh, I don't remember seeing that. I don't remember no, seeing anything. Got, all, all... The, the lieutenant's arm off or the hand yes. off. 
You saw, you saw, yeah. it, you saw it in the basement, so you did see it. Oh, I guess didn't I? Why would I think that a hand would go on a dog? Maybe in my head. Um, because- again, for <laughs> an eyeball and five fingers. Because West is like this. He's like rock hard in his little laboratory, and he just looks at things, and he's like, "What can I put together?" <laughs> I mean, the logic on that was the scene when the dog in the hand. That I was like, okay, this guy has like a drug addiction. Like, there's an addiction <laughs> to him just marrying randomness together there's no there's no logic or or efficiency it's he's like oh it's missing an arm i'll put a hand and and he gets the the look on his face is like i'm gonna click on this like he just has this like happy happy grin he's he's like a kid playing with legos yeah you know building building things with legos and what he can you know put together you know um yeah he's like a, he's got a child's mind of what he could create but could you imagine if you were her and you went downstairs, you heard your dog that's dead? It's like Pet Cemetery, you know? And and you're going down, you go to like open the door and he's there. And then you see your dog, you go down there and you shake your dog's hand? <laughs> Human hand? Yeah, but you know how convenient a fetching would be? <laughs> so, I mean, like, I, I mean, she, she seemed upset about it, but I think that'd be a cool thing. A dog having a hand? But it could scratch that, itself. Could scratch itself, fetch me a beer, open the door, let yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> are all the things that are reanimated like aggressive, but it's like subject, it's selective when they're k- killing machines, right? Like in the first film, there's the, uh, there's one reanimated body that kills the Dean. Yeah. And that's like unhinged. But then this dog is all of a sudden nice and then aggressive. And then you have the detective who's like normal. I mean, it's really. There's no rules. No. <laughs> no, but that you know, honestly, I think this movie, and and we've we've seen it with I think Terror Tunes. It's like, you know what, the plot is okay, the movie, but let's just see how many how much special effects we could put in there. How many what yes. weird things can we put together to show the audience? It's all about you know because there's really no there's no need for a lot of this stuff, but it's cool. To see, so they want to show off their skills. All I know is the the dog's arm attacks her, and then she's like, she's pretty much like, I hate you. She's screaming at her, the love of her life, who she moved to the U.S. for. And <laughs> then the next scene is is Wes following Dan around or Kane around the hospital, like kind of like, are you mad at me? Like he's all like girly. He's like, so. uh I'll see you later, right? Like, it was so yeah. weird. <laughs> he, he seems like, now, the, what's his name? Dan or Ken? I keep calling him Dan. but it's Dan. Dan. He looks okay, like Dan. a Ken doll, I guess, right? He does look like Ken. Okay, so, yeah. but Dan, obviously, is a doctor in, with these patients, you know, because he's talking to them. He, he's the one, you know, helping them with the gurneys and everything else. What is Wes doing in that hospital? Because he looks like Nothing. He, he, he does not belong in the hospital or any of the patients' rooms, but he's somehow there every time. I don't know what he does. Really, well, I don't know really what he does there. He follows, he follows Dan, Doctor Dan Kane. <laughs> yeah, but the, the hospital allows that. Like, oh yeah, he's just my friend. You know. Yeah. All right, we'll pay him a hundred grand a year. Let's have him on board. But no, but he is there ready to make shit worse because they go to visit Gloria. She flatlines, and Dan's like, "Oh no!" So then they start trying to bring her back, and within seconds, he's like, "Scalpel." <laughs> like holy shit what were they tra- well 
I mean, I think the reason why is that was the first set of boobs we saw. So I think that was like they needed to, you know, again, it's an oh, that's movie. why they did it. They, that's why they did it. Because there's no like, what what was he trying to do? If she's dead, when do you use what is it, the defibrillator or whatever? Like the what's well, the, he used the, that first and it didn't yeah. work, so he thought okay. to cut let's her open. open. Well, that's yeah, and let's backpedal for a second because you, Jamie, and I were both like we thought they were in a relationship. She's on the back burner for 45, 50 minutes of the film. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, honey, I've missed yeah. you." You're like, "What?" What's their relationship? Did was she just a sick person that was there? Not only that, just the last scene before that, he was ha- having sex with the the Italian chick. It's so odd. And then yeah, he goes into like he's like you're you're like Meg, uh, Megan, whatever. I'm, I love you. All this, and then she dies immediately. As soon as he touches her, she dies, and uh, he tries to you know bring her back to life. And he's calling himself an idiot for not seeing the signs. I didn't see any signs that he missed. It just happened. Yeah, yeah, right. Like none of us are like, dude, pay attention. It's just oh, he, also, he was giving her mouth to mouth, right? Did he kiss her? No, he was giving her mouth to mouth when she flatlined or prior. Yeah, yeah. So like, but is that a situation where you give mouth to mouth? I mean, you're in a hospital. Wait, like, don't they he, have like better equipment than mouth to mouth? Did he do mouth to mouth before she flatlined? No, no, right after she flatlined. I'm trying to find out why he said, oh, I'm an idiot. I didn't see the signs. Like, I was <laughs> like, I didn't, it, it seemed confusing to me. Um, Yeah, no, all of that was pathetic. He doesn't seem like a good doctor. Let's put it that way. It was stu- stupid. But yeah, I love how Wes just is like peeking around. He's like, cut her open. <laughs> yeah. Was he going to try to start her heart by hand? Is that what he was no, trying to do? I had no like, idea. Like massage the heart? I have. Oh, no maybe idea. massage the heart. No, no. It sounds like, like a fancy term. It made no sense clinically. It made no sense. There was zero. <laughs> there was zero logic behind that. They oh. cut her open, and that's like, and you need like yeah. They had all these tools around to bring a chest cavity open. It was so stupid. They were ready to cut her open. Like I mean, like they they were two doctors that I mean I can't imagine any situation in a hospital where someone flatlines and they quickly cut them open. Never. I thought he was <laughs> going to take your heart out. I thought they were harvesting organs right away. To I'm telling you, the only eyes. reason is because they haven't shown a boob yet. And that was the, that was <laughs> the way to do it. She did have nice. And I was, I was, I was there. Like I was there giddy. I was happy to see it. It was nice. Uh, it was. And that's, that's the reason why they did it. I, I can almost guarantee it. It has to follow yeah. the rule. That's follow the rule. So here's a really funny story. So when I talked to Kathleen, she was in a movie with Barbara called Fraternity Vacation, like a movie from like 1985 with like Tim Robbins, Stephen Joffrey's from Fright Night. And she told me about the movie. So I'm like, oh, I've never seen it. I've seen the trailer. So I look it up as soon as we're done talking. They're in a scene, topless, like dancing for Tim Robbins on a bed. <laughs> I'm like, it just felt For so Tim weird. Robbins? weird yeah oh man all right wait hold on what's the name of the movie <laughs> fraternity brothers what was it fraternity fraternity vacation <laughs> fraternity vacation <laughs> but yeah it's funny that barbara's in the first one she's naked in the first one and then kathleen's naked in this one but even this scene dan has seen so much shit up to this point right he machete the guy's arm off the night before and this is i know he loves gloria but it caused him to pass out he's like out for like a half a second he has the blood on his face he like closes his eyes for a sleep 
for like a split second. And then that's when his fist is in her chest. He seems to get a lot of blood on him all the time. Yeah. And tracks it. And they're, they're doctors that are cutting open and all that. None of them wear masks. Like don't all like surgeons or doctors when they're operating on a patient wear like protective clothing. That is true. Oh, that's true. (laughs) 80s. Come on. No rules. We leave our doors <laughs> locked open and we don't wear surgical masks. We're not pussies. <laughs> the lawsuits later created all yeah. the chaos. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and the 80s also brought malpractice. So that's what <laughs> came from. So then we have Doc. So this is the part where Dr. Graves is getting drunk and he's just looking at Dr. Hill because Dr. Hill's like driving him crazy. And then even from this part, he gets so pissed, he shoves an apple in his mouth and then wraps him back in. Oh, he wraps him in a towel, I think. Towel, and then throws him in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like. It's just so ridiculous. Like, that gar- the garbage, that's where the foot went or whatever. Like, they just throw things in the garbage, and the garbage men just pick it up. <laughs> I can't get the garbage men in my, my, by my house to pick up anything that, but that's not in a garbage pail. And these these guys are garbage men are picking up body parts. Ernest don't care. They're, Ernest was wearing his Hawaiian shirt in the next scene. He'll get rid of it. And ah, Ernest. just Ernest guy. Is Ernest a real name? Like, I mean, do you think there's anyone out there with a name Ernest? Uh, I guess if you're Ernie, I would think you're Ernest McCracken from Kingpin. I'm sure his name's Ernest. You think there's an Ernest McCracken out there? Well, I'm saying Ernie McCracken from Kingpin. I'm sure his full first name is Ernest. All right. I just never met an Ernest. We just lost the three Ernest listeners that we had. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And what do you think about the, the makeup of when he's breaking it down to Dan, the breakdown of the body? Very interesting choices, right? Uh, There's a choice. Why? Uh, I mean, Okay, so he can technically get any body part he wants because he's he's good at it. He's good at stealing body parts. Why would you put some of these in there? You know, uh, I mean, he's got a hooker in there, correct? Hooker's legs. Uh, Just imagine the amount of men that was wrapped around. (laughs) Maybe that turned him on. Well, the whole whole process definitely turns him on. (laughs) Doesn't he have a killer arm or killer's hand or something? Yeah, murderer's hand. One hand is a murderer hand. The other one's a lawyer hand. And arms of a waitress. <laughs> okay, so I I figured all of this would have came into play. Like when she's walking around, like she'd be tiptoeing as the ballerina. Her, you know, her legs would be constantly open because of the, being a hooker. Her hands, you know, would be moving around like a killer. Like <laughs> like they would they would go with what theme they're saying is, but it really doesn't go into play at all. You make her sound like she should walk like a crab, like her arms out, like holding, <laughs> holding a chair. I mean, I, <laughs> what would be the point of saying all these things if if they didn't have any use to it? Like you know, because otherwise he could have said the body parts. The, the outcome came out the same. That's true. It would change like the whole like point of the movie. But if he, if he and Doctor Kaner, maybe he just decided on his own. If we saw him actually go. Not take him at the hospital, but if he went out and sought these people and almost like like a repo man-ish, like went and said, oh, I want Hooker's legs. And then he stalked some Hooker to take the legs and maybe did it like that. But it was just weird, the choices that he made. Well, okay. Like, so where did he get these parts from? So if he's getting Hooker legs, 
Is he cutting the body in half or these legs just left around? I don't know. <laughs> you want my feminine perspective? I think sure. because ballerinas are graceful, so that's a, a feminine foot thing. The legs of a hooker, you know, the whole like uh, Captain Morgan <laughs> female, like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Uh, Christmas story um, leg. And then, <laughs> what was it? The masculine hand? I don't, murderer? Was that what? It, it was murderer hand and a lawyer hand. Okay. Uh, I, can't, I can't, nothing comes to the top of my head besides getting shit done. But then the arms of like, of, uh, you know. A woman, a waitress, she brings you food. I mean, making food, uh, being a homebody, I don't know. But yeah. didn't he also have uh, the woman's flower was also something. The, yeah, oh, no. The uterus the, was a big the Uterus. Virgin? Yeah, virgin. Virgin. Yep. Untouched. So the, the virgin uterus is next to the hooker's legs. <laughs> balance. <laughs> Yin and yang. You need the balance. Right. Okay. All right. The conversations they would have if they could talk. But then, like her face being gorgeous, Jamie, I agree with you. He's like, she's beautiful, and she looks oh. like our grandma with a. She, she, she looked like a grandma that 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 unfortunately passed away like two years earlier, and she's still sitting in a rocking chair. That's that's what she looked like. Yeah, yeah, with like, Botox. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, there was no attractiveness to her whatsoever. <laughs> so then the next part is kind of funny to me because it is kind of like something they did in the first movie but you have dr graves he goes back into that room and then he just hears a sound and the apple's just rolling on the ground and then dr hill's being carried around by the cop for the rest of the movie and then the thing i didn't understand what was the purpose of dr hill asking you know forcing dr graves to cut his head open oh and now i oh i just thought about it now yep you figured it out. Answer it. <laughs> right. The bat wings. I just, I remember it from later, but at that point, I didn't think of that. He could have thought of any mode of transportation. I thought, because you know how they were saying that all the victims had some, some uh, damage to the side of their head? I thought it was like completing the circle. Oh, I was see? confused as well. To, to be Good. Honest. Jamie, did you get that? I did not, but. Okay. There's a closet filled with body parts. He could he could have used. Why did he pick a bat? <laughs> he could have been on two legs, just a head <laughs> on two legs walking. That would have been better, I guess. I don't know a bat. I think the bat. It's be hard to go around. Sitting around, right? Lazy. He left him. Yeah. Because he cut his bat arms off earlier. But how is he that smart to like you know say all these things? Hill? I don't know. And what he was always bleeding in his mouth, like his teeth were were like ble bleeding the entire time. What's with that? I don't know. That doesn't go with any of the rules either. <laughs> yeah, there's no rules. This whole thing is. <laughs> well, it's funny because he's he's bleeding from the mouth, and the cop, it's it's like purple. Yeah. Ish. So, and the yeah. guys at the, at the at the hospital, they have like puke. So they all have different. They have all different kind of spit ups. Maybe it has to do with like the lack of like the oxygen when it comes to the color. I don't know. It'd be, no. I'd be very curious if you talked to the director and said, why did you? I would really like Jamie to just go hard <laughs> on this guy. <laughs> super uncomfortable. Does anyone do that to directors? Do they just hold them accountable to what they want? I hope not. 
There's a reason why Doug does the interviews and not me. <laughs> oh man, I might be the next generation of, of investigation director, 80s, 30 years before 101. <laughs> it made sense at the time. That's all they'll say. You know, you know what? That's that's a hundred percent. I think at the time things make sense, but when you dissect it later on, it's like, all right, what are they thinking? Yeah, well, they do it in so many movies. You know, Friday three to four, they made it that the guy in four was looking for a sister that went missing in three. When it's the next day, yeah, how is he already camping in four? Michael Myers driving a car. Oh, I know. Okay, so. Yeah, We're all bonding. And you know what? We all bond over the trauma of how much we don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even in this hospital, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people, but nobody's like questioning this lurching, purple, oozing cop, mm-hmm. like walking around the hospital. And in seconds, he sees Francesca and he assaults her again. Oh, yeah. He he puts his freaking, he's missing a hand. He puts his, his what? I don't know what to call it. What do you call it? And it hurt his nub. His nub. He did. Yeah. It was so gross. She almost, she like, but I'm not going to say it, but she She does does a lot of screaming in this movie. (laughs) That's so, that was very professional of you. (laughs) (laughs) She screams screams the entire time. and He shoves it in her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) that's so great anyway what does he say after that though he goes i'm gonna i'm gonna get him your boyfriend did this to me or something he it's like it's like high school it goes to like a high school scene yeah because her weak little body pushes him away yeah right never well i i feel like the the rest of the movie from this point on just goes ape shit Yes. Because, I mean, I, I don't understand how the box gets to the house, how he has control of all the zombies that we're going to, you know, we're going to see coming up. Like, I feel like the rest of this movie is just really just. Well, the through. box, I'm sure the cop brought it there and just left it there. I'm sure that's what it was. Cop had a car. He could have thrown it in the he trunk. Just, he, so you just happened to get a big crate like that. And, and 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 nailed shut. Granted, the cop is a zombie at this point. So you're saying the zombie cop got in a car and drove Ernest, there. Maybe Ernest. Maybe Ernest dropped him off when he was going after the disco. Where is Ernest, by the way? Oh, we haven't seen Ernest the rest of the movie. He would have been a great unlikely hero, like randomly showing up and saving someone. Yes, he would. I would have liked that. No. So then, this is like Jamie said rest of the movie's batshit crazy. Even in the next part, when they show them in the basement, Dan and Dr. West are in the basement, and he goes, I hear these sounds on the other wall, other side of the wall. It sounds like it's rats, because Dan has no idea that Dr. West is creatures, you know, the foot and uh, the leg and arm connected. He just throws them out. <laughs> he throws them on the other side of the brick wall and just pieces them together. So everything that's in there is from him? No. His creations? I thought that yeah. he was sneaking into the cemetery and just injecting stuff. Cause so isn't he going in there with like a light? I could be wrong. No, you are. No, you're. You are right. Like Wait he was going there to grab. He was going there to grab bodies, but then he was taking some of those creations, like the one that he threw in the red bag, uh, the arm and leg, 
And I guess he was just putting it there for safekeeping or something. So that's where he's getting all the body parts from the cemetery. Well, all some the, of them, not all of them. I think all those weird monsters came from the because the, earlier in the film he gets all excited and goes, "Yeah, the mortuary is connected to the cemetery. We're so <laughs> yeah. lucky!" Like, and and Doctor Kane is just like, "Okay, anyway, I'm dating this chick." Or so what? I don't know what he said, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he was playing. I think he was secretly playing in there, and that's why all these monsters come out. That we never saw or knew of. Maybe. It's a pretty creepy, crazy, like, creations when we get to that. But just before that, so this is when they inject Gloria's heart, well, Me- well, Meg's heart for the first time. And then it's just a waiting game. And all this time, this is when the box is on the front porch. It startles Dr. West. And I jumped at this part, too. When the flying bat, Dr. Hill... All right, I did not jump at this part. Oh. I did jump at the other one, but I did not jump. But, yeah. I did not expect to be flying around with bat wings. <laughs> <laughs> that was bizarre. That was so bizarre. And then you have Francesca's at the house. So do you think Francesca came with the lieutenant, or how did she get there? Because she wasn't, like, really with him. She was hiding like outside of the house in the bushes at this point if you're francesca how are you not running away yeah i have no idea i mean like unless you know the only guy's packing heat yep yeah that's what i was thinking dan i have (laughs) dan lays the pipe so i mean that's that's the only it's the only explanation because she should be far gone after everything else she's seen so far you know seeing the dog with a hand should have been enough like that's the point where you're like you know what you guys are nuts. I got to get out of here. No, she's coming back. She shows up at the hospital, right? Like the day after they have that big blow up. She's like, oh, yeah. is he here? Yeah. I missed him. It was like, no, as a female, yeah, that made no sense. Um, anyway, so then, yeah, she continues to support him. Shows. That's well, that's what I mean. She was up and down with him the whole movie. She hated him one time and then. Mm-hmm. She knew he killed the cop. The yep. cop attacks her, puts his stub in her mouth. She runs back to his house. Yeah. That's where I yeah. felt like they were being rude to to Peruvian women. I felt it was Italian uh, missionaries yeah, in Peru. Dan <laughs> is packing heat, and that's... Listen, sometimes that's all it takes. I don't know. Maybe it, it's encouraging American visas for European women. <laughs> Go to Arkham. Like, all these women are like, oh, I'm here... I saw this documentary. <laughs> Where are the guys back in eat? Can you bring my grandfather back to life? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Love the attempt at the. I love that. that was, so that so then, <laughs> so then we have Francesca. Like we like you mentioned, she's outside of the house. The lieutenant grabs her, so she puts herself in harm's way again. Like we mentioned, and then the somehow the other creatures. Now, do you think the lieutenant and Doctor Hill? brought those other creatures and snuck them out of the hospital because he, the guy's wife saved Francesca by like attacking him. How, yeah. How do like, again, how does Hill have the control of these, like to bring, cause there was like all the monsters, like Frankenstein monsters, the wolf man and all that. They're all coming together to attack the people. Like how, how did, how did he do this? How did he ra- rally the rest of the zombies up to come over? I mean, he is just the head. I don't know. 
How'd they get out? Nobody saw them. Nobody works at night. There's no cameras, nothing. Well, we know there's no locks. I don't know so. how he has leverage besides insulting people that they suck at conferences. That's all we have. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts people's feelings so much. They're like, okay, I'll do whatever. And Please just did, tell me I'm, I'm good. Why did the lieutenant like take orders from this doctor right away? Remember when he comes in and he's like, hold him down uh, to Dr. Graves, the black guy. It's yep. like, there's no logic. Nothing. I I, I really, do, I'm I, not going to lie. I had to rewind it so many times. Oh, <laughs> well, you had to watch you had to watch it a few times. I had oh. to reread the page 3 times <laughs> on several occasions where I was like it just was so hard to understand what was happening. I had a hard time writing notes this movie. I was telling Doug, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I I normally I'll get like a good 3 4 pages in notes. I have a page and a half. I couldn't write I didn't know what to write about. Like it was just so, <laughs> it was it was. It was. This was difficult. This has been a challenge for me in a good way. I'm going to watch it again Oof. and probably be more frustrated because it doesn't make sense. Well, then, if you come up with better answers, let me know. I will. What I did like, though, is the fact that the cop's wife, as a zombie, still had memories of hating her husband. Yeah. You know, that I did like that part because, like, you know, she, she looks like she's all gonna attack every you know like everybody else but instead she focused on the cop yeah which I that liked. was cool that was, that was good and then it gets francesca to barely get into the house and meanwhile right just before this Gloria's awake she's standing up dan is like holding her because he's like oh my god this is meg's heart and when francesca barely gets in the house dan and gloria are standing in the colored glass room of this, you know, mortuary, and she's just like looking at, and Dan is like, I don't even care about you. He's just staring at Gloria. He's in love. And Francesca, still at this point, is still like, Come on, Dan, we got to get out of here. They're all here. Isn't she bitten? At, didn't she, doesn't she get bitten in the neck, Francesca? Yes, by Gloria. Gloria bites oh, her. Okay, neck. it was Gloria. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's know, insane. The way they bring Gloria back to life, though, is so cheesy. <laughs> like, there, it's so it's so Frankenstein's Bride or whatever, nineteen thirties. Oh. I mean, they're not like if I was there, any of us were there. There's loud lightning. There's the rumbling of the building, and they're like, "Oh, it's just rats." All right, I'll do this. It's so <laughs> casual. They're not like, "Oh my god, dude, doesn't this remind you of like nineteen thirties Frankenstein?" I don't oh. know. I kind of <laughs> wish they would have said that. Well, you know, and, and not for nothing, the serum worked right away on everything that it was used on, except for yeah. Gloria. Yeah. They had to wait around. Gloria. But I think Gloria is the first, uh, like, you're right, but she's the first, like, multi, uh, what? Uh, Reanimated um, parts? Because what they were doing was they were using the heart to reanimate everything all at once. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but the, she she had the most of the the... The juice, True. right? I know. <laughs> Did oh. you guys see the outfit the, uh, Dr. Kane's wearing? It's like, it's like <laughs> friggin' 1910 Columbia, <laughs> like, Colum- I can't say it all. <laughs> I don't even know. I, 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 I have to be honest. I had no idea what outfit he was wearing at all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's wearing like a 1910s, like Christopher Columbus shirt. Like he's wearing yeah. some. 
I don't know what the, the cast, I don't know what they were thinking during this scene. It was nothing like <laughs> he was wearing any other, in any other scene. So he, cha- he changed for this part? Special moment. Right. Do you remember what he's wearing, Doug? He's wearing like a No, I know what you're talking about. I remember it being really different and not fitting. But maybe, again, maybe, again, this is right at this part is when he gets jealous because maybe he thought it was his wedding day and I, now is his bride. You know what? I was th- I was just thinking that because they have to use the title somehow. Maybe this was his wedding day. Yeah. Because she bad. cringes a little bit and he screams, I made you. Is, yeah. is she wearing a wedding dress? She's no, she's wearing mesh. She's wearing like mesh you use in surgical procedures when you're oh. trying to create a tissue generation, um, which oh. looks like bubble wrap. What they, use. <laughs> but but uh, they used a good mesh to bring all the body parts together. I appreciated that. Yes. Okay. But it was still and dumb. Then, <laughs> yeah. And then now the house is being stormed by these freaks. Uh, by the way. How did those bat wings get so big? Wait. Wait, before you ask that question, Doug, his head was decapitated because in the first film, West kills him by using the shovel and cutting his head off. When ah. Dr. Hill says, I'm stealing your your tech. I'm stealing your your serum. Because he, he blackmails Dr. West. So West grabs a, a shovel and is like, hits him over the head. And then takes his head off. So that's how he dies. Um, oh, that's so that's nice. why there's this vengeance between the two. I love gotcha. how two hours in, I, I can remember. <laughs> Perfect. I'll take it. That, that's good. Just in time for the end of the movie. Yeah. No, <laughs> but do you notice the size of those bat wings? They yeah, got big. Um, because the, the bat that they, they killed was really small. Yeah. You're right. Jamie, <laughs> Logic, you're like a lawyer. You should be the horror lawyer. That's your new name. You're gonna make a new handle. It'll be horror lawyer. Horror lawyer. Sequel lawyer. And you're you're gonna point out all the flaws, and these directors need to explain themselves to you. You know what? Sometimes it's a curse, though, because now when I watch regular movies, I'm like, oh come on, look at when I'm trying to for movies I'm trying to enjoy. Sometimes it's hard to really enjoy it because I'm like breaking it down in my head now because I'm so used to doing it for these crappy movies. Yeah. Hey, it's a gift and a curse, you know? Yeah, you're going to piss off a lot of people. You'll have more enemies, but... That's all right. What would be the first? So so then, like, this whole final act, like, well, we're in the final act, but the whole final little fight with uh, Francesca is going, again, this is murderer's hand, waitress arms, hooker's legs, and Francesca makes quick work of her. This is like watching, like, a WWF match, throws her, electrocutes her, and then right from that moment... Francesca tells Dan, like, that's not that's not Meg. Meg's dead. And then he's like, oh, you're right. Meg is dead. Like, and he has this aha moment. And then he's like against her. He's like totally like over. But wouldn't, wouldn't if you're Francesca, wouldn't you think you're sloppy seconds? Yeah. I mean, this guy was literally about to leave with a zombie woman. <laughs> but and- you think, um, it, it has to do with like uh, um, the small head and the big head comment. Oh, yeah. Why? Does that bleed into this later? I don't know. Penis and the brain? Well, yeah, but which one are you saying the small head? The brain or the penis? Well, did he have like two? So his penis is like, do I go for the Italian or my heart? I don't know. I mean, 
<laughs> I'm throwing this to you guys. This is just me. And when and when Dr. Dan, it's probably a big head, big head. Whoa. <laughs> All right, Jamie, no, go on. Sorry. So <laughs> No, this is just uh, you know, I you, you might be right. I mean, I, I'm just saying Francesca should have a little bit more self-respect for herself. I mean, she she slept with this guy and then he leaves her for a zombie. Clearly wasn't leaving when Francesca when she, when she was alive. The other woman was alive. And now but maybe she was attracted to this educated doctor in America and she's used to less in not America. <laughs> I think I, I think it's I think it's about the, the small head and big head thing. <laughs> Go about penis envy. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, as a medical professional 30 years ago, yeah, that's an attractive attribute that she's fighting for besides the penis. If he's, if he's hung and he's in a doctor 30 years ago, well. Oh, home run. Home kill run. my dog. She's like, you can kill my dog. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. like dogs. Where is it? Where is the dog? The dog. Oh, the dog's in the back room. Oh, he's in the back room? Yeah, yeah. When. Yeah, when Dr. West goes, when he, you know, kicks himself into that back room, all of his, like, creations, there. there's, like, a the dog was there. Face girl. Did you the dog? The dog is there standing on something, like, with the hand coming out. <laughs> now, that that looks great. But the one, the the big scene that this movie's known for, because Gloria, like, Kathleen's role is the one that, she's the bride, was when Dan was rejecting her, and he was like, she's like, well, what do you want? What do you want? And then... She rips out her own beating heart. Says, "Is what do you want?" That is so. I don't know. Look to me like those effects that. Screaming Man George and Kane B did are just unbelievable in these movies. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I just why did she have to start spinning immediately after? <laughs> Ballerina, is that what it was? Oh, you know, know what? There what? you go. You nailed yeah. it. Whoa! Whoa! M Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> Literally, the twist. <laughs> and it was a twist. Yeah, that's great. No, you're right. Yeah, that's what it was. Exactly. It was weird, but yeah, it had to have been that. Okay. And then that's pretty much the end of the movie. When you really think about it, they're in the back back room. Everything starts collapsing. Like, you know, in that all the stones are falling down. The roof's collapsing. And that's it. The only why was, it, why was it collapsing? I have no idea. No reason for it to really collapse, right? Unless the wall was holding it up and they, they, the whole, but that doesn't make sense. I hope that, not. Uh, yeah, no. that, that, made, that made no sense. Okay. Was All there? Right. I have to ask a dumb question. Is there a third to this movie? There is. Yes. Okay. Maybe it's that Doctor West made it collapse because I haven't seen it yet. But I'm imagining they put some logic behind it. That's like the beginning of this movie. Uh, I got news to. I think there's a fourth. I don't uh, know. No, there's there's a remake, but the ones with Doctor West and Jeffrey Coombs, the third one he's like in prison, I think. Yeah. After this, the he like, went in to prison, prison. But the fourth but... one, I think his daughter dies. I was looking it up on IMDb, oh. and he he 
tries to bring her back. So I think he there's a fourth one. He's well, straight. Oh, well, you know, you can be gay and still have kids. I guess. He just is very. See Michael Jackson. See Prince. Whoa, whoa! So many times he's like, "Good thing you got rid of her." How many times did he say that in that film? Like three or four. He's like, "You don't deserve her. She sucks." Like, yeah. Can't get a dead woman pregnant. You love Meg. I mean, that's pretty much how it felt. Wow. But but what's interesting is they don't even go into the psychology of um. West bringing this bride back to life, and then she dies. What ten minutes later, twenty? Not not even. I don't. I don't even think it was that, that long. And he seemed pretty over it too. Like I guess because she rejected him, he was almost over her right away. That's a, that's how kind of creep he is. So like he, you know, he's so quickly to pass her on after like she rejected him. Okay, so let's okay. go to the next one. How about yeah. this female perspective? <laughs> Remember how uh, Dr. Kane goes, can I inject her? Or can I, right? Yeah. Baboom, baboom right there. Wow. Yep. That changes, changes it all. So they knew, maybe Glorious Heart, the heart knew who injected it. Yeah. Who gave me life? That's who I love. Who maybe. did I get? Wow. <laughs> wow. So that was Bride of Reanimator. Whew. A lot of erratic logic. Uh, Doug, you picked a really erratic movie for me to join. <laughs> trust, trust me, this this is tame compared to a lot of the other ones we've seen. So, tame. I don't know. Yeah, sure. It's just it was a shit show. For sure. <laughs> but more to discuss. Sometimes the better they are, the harder to talk about. So we'll go to our guest first, Shar. Would you recommend? You already said that you'd watch it again. But would you recommend other people to watch this movie? Um, so I I do recommend watching this movie for for sure. I don't recommend not watching Sweet. it. I think you should watch the first one, watch the second one. It's going to be tough. And then if you have an intellectual discussion, whether it's listening to this or God, I don't know if, if someone's not listening to this in an alternate reality. I hope that they watch it again with the open mind. How Jamie pointed out logical things. Um, Doug pointed out um, things that actually were (laughs) factual. But um, going back in the mindset that it's made in 1980, 90, whatever, the two films, um, that the director mindset is very different than our current day where we're spoiled and we want answers and we want solution so i i will go back and watch them with the uh, mindset of of subtracting negative x years from my life and <laughs> and appreciating it for what they had to deal with and uh and i've heard again i've heard the director speaking um from this film again i don't remember his name it sounds almost asian yuzuki or something <laughs> brian yuzna brian yuzna Sweet guy, really sweet guy. I know that he had a challenge uh, making the sequel. It wasn't he didn't have the the same director or um, resources as the first one. But I will say, I liked the sequel more than the original. So I agree with that. Yeah, it was more entertaining. This one was more had more action. It kept more going. There was more pace. As little sense as it made, 
The first one had a pace, but it was boring, and I really struggled to uh, stay engaged. So, yeah, watch Chris, it. So that's watch a big it. yes. That's yeah, a big. That's it. a good review. Jamie. <laughs> oh, Jamie. <laughs> um, this is a tough one. Um, because because the movie itself, I, again, I had I had a hard time sitting through it like all the way through, but the special effects are very good in this movie, you know, for, for the time that it came out, you know, the eyeball, the hand and like, you know, it's almost like, you know, like trying to top each one, the foot and everything else. So I would say if you're into the campy horror movies and it's not really a horror movie, but if you're into that kind of stuff, you probably will enjoy it. It's hard for me because I had never seen the other ones as a movie. I think I, I'm, I don't think it's a good movie, but the special effects are, are I think worth watching. So I would say yes, watch it, but understand you're not going to enjoy the movie. You're just going to enjoy the. That's effect. a yes. I Oof. think so. I think so. I I'm torn. Torn. I'm torn. <laughs> I am torn. <laughs> I always say to watch it. I love special effects, and I love all of Scream and Matt George and Kane B and what they do. And this movie is just cool and the funny how like comedic it really is, like tickling the foot and. There's there's a lot of funny jokes. The Leslie joke and I don't know. Watch the movie. You keep Why going not? back to that Leslie joke. I, I don't. I know. enjoyed it. I, but I mean, I, honestly, I didn't think it was that funny. Let's, well, like that. I did. I would have been the one person in the movie theater, <laughs> and the director would have been in there or the writer, and he'd be like, "See, I told you it would work." Someone oh. liked it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Char, thanks so much for joining us on this crazy, crazy. Movie sequel, and now we finish off our third annual Scary Sequel Month with another Halloween movie. And one of my favorite Halloween sequels, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. I was lucky enough to interview Kelly Meeker herself and Gloria and Bride of Reanimator, the amazing Kathleen Kinmont. We, of course, talked about those rules along with how she started enacting her legendary actress mom, Abby Dalton, Renegade, her new book, which I absolutely loved. Uh, it's called I Should Have Been Nicer to Quentin Tarantino and other short stories of epic fails and saves. And uh, yeah, she was so cool. Like out of a lot of people I interviewed, I just thought she was just so down to earth. It was a great conversation. We were laughing. She was drinking wine. And uh, no, it was a lot of fun. So yeah. So don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, SequelsOnly.com. Good night. Good night.